Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. With this past week's snowfall, South Bend's leaf pickup program had to be halted temporarily as trucks were shifted to snow removal and treating streets. The city of South Bend had to quickly change from leaf pickup to snow removal. Luckily this year, the city has adequate staffing to make that happen. It's a completely different story than this time last year, where a shortage of plow drivers plagued the area. City officials tell me they're nearly fully staffed as we head into winter. We've done some things to make sure that we're competitive in the marketplace, and um, we've made sure that we get some hiring done, and so we are uh, essentially fully staffed right now. With the recent snowfall, many are seeing a combination of snow and high piles of leaves in their yard. Horvath says not to worry, as the leaves will be picked up so long as Mother Nature cooperates. Looks like we're going to get a little bit of a break uh, in a couple weeks here, um, but not clearly not in the next week. Um, so we, we anticipate we'll get back to leaves, but uh, if, if they're, you know, let's say the snow stayed for the rest of the season, uh, we would end up doing it in the springtime. For St. Joseph County, they say they're just about fully staffed as well, thanks to some newer benefits being offered to drivers. Our council and commissioners have worked very hard to uh, get some pay increases for our highway workers working with the the union that they're part of to get some pay increases and also some increase in benefits for them. And by the council commissioners doing that, we are sitting right now only down one driver. During last year's scramble to get drivers in the door and out on the streets, Metters was worried the shortage was potentially going to become a trend, something he's now happy to be wrong about. I was pretty nervous going into last year that we were going to have this situation for a series of years coming up, but we got to work right away, knowing that you know we need to be fully staffed going into the winter. Metters says he hopes that this season will inspire others to come work for the county and enjoy some of the benefits that have been put into place. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. South Bend Mayor James Mueller joined Bob Montgomery on WSBT 22 this past Monday to discuss winter preparations and other city issues. South Bend Mayor James Mueller joins us this morning. Appreciate you stopping by. Good morning. You just heard the great news. Snow is here. Winter time is upon us. And uh, the city, like a lot of people, not necessarily expecting a seven-inch snowfall in the, in the middle of November. How prepared is the city of South Bend for that? And going forward? Do you have enough plow drivers, those sorts of things? Yeah, you know, this, this is something that's a basic service that we're ready for, especially being in South Bend. You know, some cities and, and other areas get caught off guard, but we know winter can strike at, at any time. But it is a challenge when snow falls at this time of year because some of our trucks that are picking up the leaves actually are, are also our, our snow plows. And so we have to convert them back and forth to, to uh, leaf pickup to, to snow uh, removal. So, you know, it keeps the team busy, a little busier than usual. Once we get fully into the winter season, out of the leaf season, then the, the trucks are always, uh, they're all ready to go. So, What about staffing? I, I mentioned uh, plow drivers. I know that Indiana Toll Road is still struggling to hire some plow drivers. Is the city fully staffed for plow drivers? Well, you know, we're, we're uh, <clears throat> there's personnel challenges everywhere, just, uh, you know, restaurants, and we're, we're not immune from that either. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we have a team that 
that can cover the needs uh, of our snow removal services. Do you think so, that will mean, uh, not necessarily for this event because it's not as much of a problem for driving, but if that doesn't rectify itself, will we have an issue with maybe clearing the streets as quickly as we have been used to in the past? Like I said, we're, we're focused on delivering the services that, that residents expect, but it does take a toll. You know, when we saw shortages in the police department, uh, you know, officers have to work uh, overtime. So similarly, uh, you know, this can take a toll over time when we're short uh, people, and, and that can lead to further people leaving. So you get into this, this uh, you know, downward spiral. So we're, we're hoping to avoid that and, and get uh, fully staffed as soon as possible. I, I know it is cold this week, and it will probably not stay this cold from here on out, but nonetheless, we're coming up in a couple of weeks. The city's going to start to re-implement its uh, shutoff for, the, for water, and there are other home heating issues that need to be addressed as well. How prepared is the city for that as far as help is concerned? for the, the different programs that people can get that assistance. Yeah, I mean, that's an important part about uh, how we, we wanted to move forward. You know, we had a moratorium uh, during the pandemic. Uh, we had a, a relief, uh, one-time relief uh, earlier this year. And then we really wanted to make sure that we had all of the assistance programs uh, we needed structured around before we actually move forward with shutoffs. So we have all these different opportunities and, and we've had some public outreach events uh, to make sure folks can come and sign up on site. And so we'll continue to get the word out about uh, the different programs. But the key here is, you know, we're wanting to make sure if someone can't afford it, uh, you know, we're not looking to shut off their water right away. We want to figure out how can we work with them, get them on a payment plan and, uh, you know, move forward from there. So it's, it, we're not looking to, you know, just shut off uh, people's water in December, but we do need to use that as an incentive for them to, to uh, take a look at uh, what they owe and, and how we can get back on track. And you need them to reach out to you. Right, you need those. You need those people. Even though you know who they are, you need them. Those people to start the process of asking for that help. Absolutely, they still have to uh, go through and fill out the, the the paperwork. But we're trying to make it as easy as possible, and and we can help guide uh, residents that uh, are having trouble with it. All right, very good. South Bend Mayor James Mueller, appreciate you stopping by. Absolutely, thanks very much. South Bend Mayor James Mueller with WSBT 22's Bob Montgomery. Then on Tuesday, Mayor Mueller made it official, announcing he will run for a second term next year. A large push for his campaign was keeping the success going from the previous administration. But the pandemic changed a lot of things. Certainly starting in 2020, that was a difficult year for everyone. But Mayor James Mueller says they've been able to grow during this time. And he still has more plans in the future. And so I stand before you now to announce my re-election campaign for mayor of South Bend. According to Mayor James Mueller, South Bend is turning a corner. He announced his re-election campaign listing many of his administration's claimed successes, including LED streetlights, educational opportunity expansion, continual economic and population growth, and transforming public safety. We've brought in 45 new officers, more than a third from underrepresented groups. And it gets better and will be fully staffed by the end of next year for the first time in many years. After the red wave that rippled through St. Joseph County this midterm election, political columnist Jack Caldwell says a Republican opponent could put up a good fight and South Bend's safety would likely be a talking point. I think Mayor Mueller has a, a, a good chance, but I think he's going to have a tough uh, re-election battle. And, and the main reason for that is the way Democrats had a real debacle in St. Joseph County this past election. With about a year until the election, Mueller claims his campaign isn't about one person or group, but a common goal about bringing South Bend to new heights. But we must keep going until South Bend is a home where everyone can thrive, where every neighborhood 
has a brighter future. Caldwell says Democrats didn't really turn out this election in St. Joseph County, and the Republicans, especially all of the wins, might be more energized going into this next mayoral run. But although the city has not seen a Republican mayor since the 1970s. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. There are hundreds of children in our area without a place to live. It's hard to know exactly how many kids are homeless, as many families are hesitant to report their living arrangements or do not consider themselves homeless. According to information gathered by the Indiana Youth Institute, some 14,000-plus students were said to be homeless by the Indiana Department of Education in 2020 and 21. But the data is not in line with increases in evictions. In its 2022 Kids Count data book, the Indiana Youth Institute blames the difference in the numbers on homelessness going underreported. The McKinney-Vento Act ensures that homeless students have access to the same educational opportunities as housed students. Schools are doing this by identifying students that need help and then connecting them with resources. It isn't easy to know which students go home every day and which ones are struggling with homelessness. Some estimate there could be more than a thousand homeless teens and young adults in our area right now. In 2020, state data identified more than 450 homeless students in schools in St. Joseph County. And in just the South Bend Community School Corporation, school leaders say they've identified more than 250 homeless children this school year. While an exact number of homeless children might be hard to pinpoint, the reasons are also varied. Our hope by you know our very presence is that if a young person or a child experiences homelessness, it's brief and it's one time because the long-term impacts of homelessness you know, permeate every part of their life uh, for a long time. That's Christina McGovern from the Youth Service Bureau. So there are three different ways that we can categorize or, you know, homelessness. And that's Stephanie Stewart Bridges from the South Bend Community School Corporation. The state identifies homeless students as kids who don't have a fixed, regular, adequate nighttime residence. That could mean they're living in motels with their family, with friends, in a shelter, or on the streets. The Youth Service Bureau aims to find and help older children. The organization has outreach inside high schools and offers safe housing and connection with resources. So poverty, abuse, neglect. I mean, home oftentimes, unfortunately, for too many kids is not safe. They're better off um, exiting and we don't want them to just exit on the street. We want them to connect with us. Federal law requires every school district to have what's called a McKinney-Vento liaison. It's someone who can connect homeless families and students with resources. I think it's important that we create the space for individuals to be comfortable with our support and not just saying this is what you need, but hearing them and letting, allowing them the opportunity to share what their needs might be. This year, South Bend Schools created a special form to report homelessness. It's helped the district better identify, track, and connect with families. This allows students to be able to maintain their privacy and to be able to get the help they need with dignity. Keeping students and families connected with the school ensures students have transportation, food to eat, access to resources, and a free and equitable education. Sometimes when you're put in circumstances such as those, you don't often want to disclose that because there's some guilt and there's some shame or just being afraid of how people are going to label you. So creating a space where people can 
feel safe and being able to share what their needs are is important because that ultimately um, trickles down to that effectiveness in the classroom. And that's important in breaking the cycle of homelessness because kids who don't finish high school are more likely to be homeless in the future. And it's not just students in St. Joseph County that are experiencing homelessness. There are homeless children identified in every community in our area. And those are just the families and children we know about. There are likely hundreds more. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. Republican Rudy Yacom became the newest member of Congress last Monday as he was sworn in by Speaker Nancy Pelosi to complete the term of the late Jackie Walorski, who died with three others in a car crash back in August. Yacom won a special election on November 8th, as well as the election for a full two-year term beginning in January. Yacom promised to honor Walorski's legacy. South Bend is supporting initiatives to fill in vacant land in the city with new development. The city of South Bend has unveiled two new development initiatives with a goal of supporting urban neighborhoods. The scattered infill development focuses on properties that work for a range of developments from high density housing to industrial. The South Bend infill development is for infill housing on vacant land and it offers developers up to $750,000 in gap funding. Overall, the new neighborhood housing initiative is focused on reducing the gap of appraisals as compared to the cost of construction. So we call that the appraisal gap. The city describes the initiatives as just one part of their overall housing efforts. Another existing program includes sewer hookup reimbursements and pre-approved housing plans. WSBT 22's Jennifer Copeland reporting. A new program aims to provide mental health resources for first responders across Michigan. It comes from Wayne State University in Detroit. The response from Southwest Michigan first responders has been overwhelmingly positive. It's called Frontline Strong Together with a 24-7 help phone line and resources for job-related stressors. It could potentially be a lifesaver. They take on some of, if not the toughest jobs out there. But on the inside, first responders are often mired in a mental health battle they may be too proud to ask for help with. It used to be kind of frowned upon, or not so much frowned upon, but looked at as a weaker side and and guys, you know, you can't take the job home. And there's some things that you can't talk to your spouse or your family about or even the guys at work. The new program is known as Frontline Strong Together, designed to help first responders through videos, articles, and a helpline. We live in a world that is high stress, and the profession also brings high stress, not only from the uh, physical threats out there um, that we face on a daily basis, but we also have the stressors related to uh, the administrative side as well. Chief Burnett has been in law enforcement for nearly three decades. He says it's a comfort knowing that when a law enforcement official does seek mental health help, the professional will be able to relate to what the first responder is discussing. With the program and having those resources where they can actually reach out to someone that kind of understands uh, you know, what's going on, the nature of the job, and so on, is a benefit. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 